1: This is Jeff Lindsay. This is Michael Pitt. Hey, everybody, it's John Dudley from Knock On TV. Hey, guys, this is Jared Scheffler from Whitetail
2: Adrenaline.
3: Hi, I'm Taylor Drury from Drury Outdoors.
2: Hey, this is Nick Lutton from Bow Collector. Hey, this is Melissa Buckman. Working Class Bow Hunter. Working Class Bow Hunter. Working Class Bow Hunter Podcast.
3: Working Class Bow Hunter Podcast. Working Class Bow Hunter.
2: Working Class Bow Hunter. Working Class Bow Bow hunter. You're listening to the Working Class Bowhunter. That's right, this is a podcast for Billy Joe Lunchbucket,
1: the working man, just like me and you. My name's Travis T-Bone Turner from the Bone Collector. Thank you for tuning in. Nobody pushes the envelope like Working Class hunter. It's really, really not that good. Working Class. Working Class. Working Class.
0: Working class
3: four. It is episode number 226 of the Working Class Bow Hunter Podcast. We are right here at 1600 Bucks Place, beautiful Buckatorium, lovely Sherrard, Illinois. This is the Working Class Bow Hunter Podcast, mm-hmm. the finest podcast to ever be recorded in Sherrard, Illinois. That's a and fact. that's the bottom line because Stone Cold said so. God damn it. Yep. I went there. Thanks for getting out I of the way. I, I have literally never said that on uh, 226 episodes. That's the first time I've said it. But uh, I am Steve. In the studio today is Kurt. Hey, everyone. Douglas. Howdy. Tank intern tank. Yep. I'm here again. Hey. hey. Taking notes, drinking Crown. We pay him
1: in Crown. Taking uh, notes,
3: yeah. intern taking notes. He keeps coming back. Tank in <laughs> notes. <laughs> there it is. Proof. Yeah, we got them with that Crown Vanilla. We got, we got you on that Ross Bigger diet. Yeah. Man, it's a good diet. I know why Ross does it.
1: it cr- uh, crown and beard? Yeah. Crown <laughs> that's, yeah, that's so all your life. beard's looking so good now? Yeah. Damn. It's gotten real thick.
3: It's, not, <laughs> it's real thick. It's real nice like It's just the beard. I just need Welcome, a mountain. Yeah, I just need
1: a mountain to climb <laughs> and, and, a, and a tree to cut down. <laughs> Thanks, everyone, for tuning in to the podcast. We're going to start it off right out the gate with a veteran shout-out. Oh, that we are. We have a veteran shout-out segment on every show, on almost every show. Go to workingclassbowhunter.com. Hit the contact form, and you will see the veteran shout-out tab in there. Help us with pronunciation with names. Thank you. Go ahead, Steve. What it rip!
3: <laughs> all right. So, <laughs> so this vet shout-out this week uh, comes from uh, a buddy of ours that sent it in. Uh, he wanted to shout-out uh, Space Force as the branch. Just wanted to give a shout-out to all future United States Okay, who is Space this? Force vets. <laughs> Thanks for keeping the galaxy safe. Always remember, never forget, if you ain't Space Force, you ain't shit. That was Chris Rogers. He said, on a serious note, shout out to all of my uh, U.S. Air Force AMMO AMMO brethren out there continuing to provide our nation's uh, enemies the opportunity to die for their countries. Chris Rogers uh, retired. He's a vet. Um, thank him for his service. Thank he you, man. Did some ammo, but
1: he sent us some stickers. We got one here on the door. If you ain't ammo, you ain't shit.
3: so, if you ain't space force, you ain't shit. That's <laughs> that's pretty funny. I thought
1: that was a funny deal. I thought um, that was like the only shout out there. I'm like, come on.
3: No, 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 no. There's a there's a uh, serious note on there. But uh, thank you for all the um, all the other guys who are out there making ammo. You know, you gotta you gotta put something in the guys' guns who are shooting it. So. Thank you guys for all your service uh, to this country. Pack some heat. Pack, pack, pack <laughs> a, a gun. Pack a, pack a gun. Pa- pa- pack and heat. But if you guys do have another vet, like Kurt said, visit our website. We are more than happy to shout them out. So,
1: Yes, thank you. Thanks for your service, everyone. This podcast is brought to you by yep. Elite Archery. Dude. <laughs> Tell me about your. Elite Archery, Steve. Do you want to know what's your, happening? Your show
3: notes. Chris Chef and Real Wild. Oh, yeah, this, this is, is good. Our Banging it out in Salt Lake City right now. I haven't seen uh, what the results are as of when we're recording this podcast. That's a big shoot that's going on. They were going for, like, they qualified first and second. And, dude, those guys that's have been going think, on right now while we're recording. Right now while we're recording. Well, it depends on what time of this is. Um, also going on this weekend where our good buddy Darren Christianberry is uh, is at OPA. Oh, yeah, and, that's and, Levi
1: Morgan's shoot.
3: Yeah, so they're in Pennsylvania. So Elite is... Uh, out there all across the country, and the uh, the target shooters, I mean, it's that time of year. Doing work. So, you know, you're thinking about, yeah, buy that ritual for hunting season, but you really should have bought the Echelon when you, like, February, day after hunting season, you should have bought that Echelon so you could have it for target season, but buy that ritual now, so it's set up for bow season. So, that's, uh, elite shooters are handling business this year, especially that young man, Chris Schaff. uh... We need to get him on a podcast. We were watching Chris
1: Schaffman and Tank were the other day and that dude's dude, he's killing it, man. He can't
3: miss. <laughs> no, he's he's absolutely killing it. They've uh, they've got a great group of uh guys out there. Check out elitearchery.com. Like I said, go get uh go get that ritual set up for hunting season, but uh, you should be shooting your echelon or victory X uh by now. For sure, and that's all I got I got my e 35
1: getting ready to yeah, Well, did. it is set up. I just got to sight it in. I got a the HHA on there rip-in. Single pen nation. Uh, lifetime warranty. American made. Um, check them out. A lot of people are making the switch over to the single pen versus the cluster of five pens. I almost said cluster fuck, so there it is. <laughs> you were going to say clusterfuck. <laughs> yeah, okay. but I did well, I'm, I'm glad you didn't. I didn't I'm glad it. you did not say that. are um, not that bad. Single pen really cleans it up for me. I like it a lot. Um, it's just the adjustment of shooting to one pen and having that range runner glued by you when you're hunting. Um, and it
3: comes up from the bottom, not from the side.
1: Yeah, it's a different different setup, but I like I prefer it. Um, Scent Crusher, I can't pull up your show notes, Steve, because you took it on some foreign program.
3: <laughs> yeah, right, dude. <laughs> we made a foreign program, dude. Scent Crusher, dude. Holler at your boy with that Ozone Go. So if you guys don't have the Ozone Go, you got guys, guys and gals working men and women of this country, and maybe the northern, or wherever you're from. Yeah, you make your country great, no big deal. But you're going to sweat. And uh, you're going to sweat a lot, and as soon as you get off work, you're going to go sit in your vehicle. You're going to stink. You're going to stink. Your vehicle's going to stink. That Ozone Go is really, really helping out right now. So, And we always preach about during hunting season, but think about this. It's a busy time of year. you got to work them 10-hour days. You don't got a lot of time. You might have to work Saturday, so now you maybe work close to where your hunting property is you gotta drive down there you don't want booger up your hunting area ozone going up man always make sure you got that scent crusher bag keep a spare change dude of clothes those in gear there.
1: bags are gonna save our asses in colorado in september
3: oh yeah they will
1: plug them into the truck run it even camping i'm going camping this weekend me and sam's one year anniversary and i'm Hello, gonna i'm gonna man. bring that because if you get all sweaty you just but it's your one
3: year anniversary you're camping what are you getting sweaty for kurt it's humid out uh, in the Midwest. It's hot out. <laughs> it's hoping for something else, but, uh, yeah, I get it.
1: No, nah, bro. This is PG. It's a fucking P-rated show. <laughs> no, yeah. Sick fuck. <laughs> yeah. You're disgusting. Um, so yeah, right on with the podcast. This is going to be a fun one. We got the boys from identical draw. Uh, we've been watching them all day on carbon TV. Uh, check that out. They know a little bit about scent crusher. they were rocking that in there yeah, and they in, in their show, which is cool to see. Um, We'll get them on Thomas and Nathan, and check them out. Carbon TV, hope you enjoy, and we'll just jump right into it, unless I missed something that we need to add in the intro. All right, cool. Nope, that's it. Here they are.
3: All right, so on uh, two phones with us, uh, one and two, I would assume they're identical phones, we have Thomas and Nathan Crick. That's right, Crick, as in uh, uh, you know what uh, Midwesterners call streams. That's right. <laughs> oh yeah, it's yeah. stream off Washington. No, it's a creek on Washington. Thomas and Nathan, <laughs> how you doing? We're doing well. Thanks for you're having doing me well. On. Yeah, thanks. Well appreciate
1: you guys joining the show. Um you guys are kinda of different as then you're identical and you guys got a show on carbon.
3: How the hell is that different? <laughs> <laughs> well yeah good point bro good so you point. guys are exactly okay. the same you guys are different from
1: everybody else, as then because you're identical you're
3: the yeah you're different because you're the same wow that man right that's like that's just nice so, yeah. like yeah.
1: what's to say and- uh, he showed up missing how the hell is that happening? <laughs> he
3: showed up missing <laughs> he showed up and he was missing
1: <laughs> but uh no yeah. thanks for joining the show uh off to an awkward start but how you boys doing
3: we're doing great we
2: are uh excited to get this thing going and uh It's been a good week for us, so we've kind of been looking forward to this podcast and uh, excited to uh, to get to know you guys better, for sure.
1: Give us some background, man. Where are you guys from, and what do you do? Let the people know.
2: Yeah, I'll let you. Yeah, um, so we've been hunting and fishing all of our lives, basically, and we first started with um, peasant hunting when our dad took us out. We were pretty young, second and third grade. And we went out with the uncles and cousins and grandpa and we just had an awesome time. We just we carried our baby guns through the fields, didn't do anything but walk miles each day and uh spook up some pheasants. But um we had a blast doing that and that's really what hooked us and then all well, of a sudden we were turkey hunting for
3: a few years and then
2: we were deer hunting and what what was a single trip each year to open their pheasant now was multiple trips each fall to try to get some tails down um, but yeah we uh, identical draw in been a process and it's been super fun for Thomas and I to get into it and uh, it really started in uh, 2016 with uh, the Harlan Bowhunter Film School and uh, we've been watching Harlem Bowhunter stuff for a really long time and their production is just the greatest and we finally got uh, saved up to get to their film school and kind
3: of learn that that whole side of it and want to start filming our hunt very cool yeah very so cool. and now I, I don't know if we we covered this yet but you guys are identical twins yes. some, and some young cats so you guys aren't even 21 yet are you <laughs> no we're
2: not no. we're Man. 20
1: so that's cool you guys are in school right now doing this too is
3: hustling
2: Yep. yep. yeah we actually um summer courses yeah.
1: right now so oh very cool very cool so what did you guys do you guys were just inspired by the outdoor industry and wanted to dive into it and then just dove headfirst into the heartland Hunter film school or, or what yeah, maybe, yeah like, really you? I,
2: yeah i really uh the first hunt i filmed was uh turkey hunt with my brother anthony and we called in these huge strutters to like 20 yards and anthony shot one and i just filmed it with my iphone and just to capture his reaction and the excitement was just insane. And even though the quality was terrible, it was just awesome to see the excitement. And, and like, it gave us chills just watching it again. It's like This is something that we'd like to do. We had no camera experience before this. Um, but when we were younger, we would watch literally hours of any hunting like content that we could get. We didn't have the outdoor channel, but we would watch like all the Primo's truths about hunting stuff mm-hmm. we would just watch those three hour videos like through every day after school and so like the whole filming thing was always in the back of our mind and then the uh, HB Film School really just kicked it off for us like, do guys- I don't know if you guys have watched our Carbon TV like intro for season one
1: Yeah,
2: but it like starts when we're like um, 10 years old and we're trying to do, like, the Primo's, like, sit down,
1: teach you how to call thing. Yeah, we, we saw that. Yeah, that, that was <laughs> really Which cool. Which is funny because that was filmed, that.
3: like, what, two years ago, something like that, you <laughs> know, when you guys were 10?
1: Yeah. No, that was cool, Here. man. I enjoyed that. That's yeah. the first thing I noticed, Here. too, is that you guys are – you guys pay attention to the detail and the quality of the footage. And that was the first thing that stood out to me. And you can see that in the intro. So it's cool that you guys do that because it shows, like, yeah, we, we, we didn't just start to do this to – have a show and be, like, recognized for just being on TV or on, you know, a, a streaming network. So it's kind of cool to see mm-hmm. that, and I can tell you guys put some hard work into getting high-quality shots. and So it makes sense that you guys mm-hmm. had, like, professional schooling from Heartland Bowhunter.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that kind
2: of it for mm-hmm. us. We, we went into that that film school, like, completely nude. Like, we didn't even know that a Nikon that we had could film video. And <laughs> like all these guys had their DSLRs, and we're we're like, dang, like maybe I can film some video. So we didn't even know it, like going into that.
0: Yeah, so that's really cool. I mean,
3: you guys are you guys are putting this out, and um, we'll we'll kind of touch on this uh, a, a little bit. You guys are currently in school right now. Uh, you guys aren't film film majors, are you? Like art majors? You guys are going for something else.
2: Yeah, we're doing something else. We both have. Different degrees. Thomas is doing uh, a little exercise science route. And right now I'm undeclared, but I've been doing a lot of, uh, like counseling psychology, uh, classes and stuff like that. But of course this is, this is the dream to be able to do this full time. And so we kind of like, we talked to our uh, professors on Nebraska Westland and made this thing work last fall. Um, we did um, an internship and then we also did another online class. So that meant we had no classes actually in the classroom. So basically all fall, we were full-time students, 12 credits, but we did not spend a single day in the classroom. We were out filming hunts for carbon, um, which was like the best way to do it because we could fill credits, please the parents, you know, and then also, (laughs) also film the hunts. So it was a double whammy.
1: Yeah, you guys got it figured out. That's
3: pretty awesome. Yeah, cuz you know, most college students would be like, "Eh, I'll just uh go to the campus, but I'm just going to drink and uh, yeah. you know, hook up yeah. with chicks." Yeah. Like you guys are like, "We don't <laughs> even want to go to the campus. We want that degree, but we actually want to get out." I did it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> you actually want to get out and kill some uh kill some critters. I mean, what's yeah. how, how do you balance the school life and trying to put all this together? And you know, do whatever else you guys do. I mean, is are you finding that being challenging? I mean, still being young, yeah. you know, yeah. you guys, you guys aren't uh, fully into into life yet. But what what's what's going on with you guys now? How do how do you balance all of this right now?
2: Definitely
3: makes a really busy schedule.
2: Um, so like Nate mentioned, we we had we still were full time students. So any t- any weeks we weren't hunting, we were spending time. Doing schoolwork, and then during spring, since it's a lot easier to do a turkey weekend hunt than a deer weekend hunt, we pack full all the credits we can—18 credits for the spring. Um, but man, that makes for a busy time because we're also busy editing our hunts in the fall. So, yeah, I mean, to have any successful business, you have to burn the midnight oil. So I guess that's what we've been doing,
1: <laughs> right? Well, you guys are—you can tell the hustles there. And then, so you guys have been—you guys have uh, seasons on Carbon. Um, how long have you've been on Carbon, and and how's that doing? It—that's got to be pretty exciting because you guys are kind of doing the the hunting thing and the school thing. So to to get some recognition and be yeah. out there for everyone to watch is a pretty big deal.
2: It was it was super exciting. We actually we had filmed um, we had been in contact with Carbon a little bit uh, last year, but we had filmed um, our entire season. And in November we were like, Where are we gonna put this stuff? I mean, we like we were just kinda like get a YouTube channel going and stuff, but ideally like we had grown up watching a bunch of carbon stuff and that was like the dream to get on there. And then all of a sudden we got an email from them and they wanted our, our first season, so like big time prayers answered there. Um and so once they contacted us, we were like, Heck yeah, we've got episodes for you guys. Um, from big game hunts to fly fishing to pheasant and stuff. Um so that was like a, that was a big time, big time move for us to be able to get on there. And after just a single season of filming, um, Thomas and I were really happy with that accomplishment to be able to to get on there and uh, be happy with our first season of episodes. Because I mean, it was in 2016 we did have kind of like a that was our first fall of really filming. But honestly, we were just sitting up in tree stands holding a Nikon D5100 in our lap. <laughs> it wasn't anything great. We pretty much scratched that entire season. So. Um, you gotta have that season though at
1: the same time you know before you jump in and do it the right way you kind of have to have a like a screw around dabbling type season but then you guys did
3: have you know the good shit and i mean you know for anybody who's thinking about putting a project out there you guys did it right because when carbon's like hey what do do you got for us you're like hey guess what we got a whole season we got it on deck
0: right
3: that's a Mm -hmm. that's a really smart move i mean i think obviously the hard work and effort you guys put into it it's all coming out of your pocket um you guys you, college students got to be working some real shitty jobs just to yeah. just to afford all this equipment but you guys went out there had all of it and you presented it and now you're here so now what's your guys' drive look like now i mean are you guys more pumped or are you guys trying to stay on the same plane what's what's going on now like what what what's what next? are we looking at what, what's like season two looking like i mean season one's good yeah. Is season two gonna be better? Stevens I want you to leak some stuff on the podcast. <laughs> I please. do. That's all that's what I'm looking for. Of course.
2: Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, I can take this one. We you know, I look back at season one and I'm like, This is good stuff. I'm happy with it. We had some successful hunts and we had some hunts that didn't work out. And some of them overall, I'm like, Okay, it's all right. But there's so much that we can do better. Um, it's hard not to just look at it and be like, Oh, come on, like these are obvious things out that I see that we can definitely improve on. But it's also going to be great for us in season two to make those improvements and make a huge leap forward. We want our season two to be a whole nother level of content on like quality and the whole storyline. Um we're we're shooting for more relationships with the people that watch our show. And uh we are super pumped for season two. We got some hunts planned up. Um just the other day Thomas and I had a big meeting. We're doing a an Idaho mule deer hunt and that Very is cool. going to be the big one in September. Um, we're going to be loading up the backpacks and heading back into the country. I, I listened to the podcast before that you guys had on Clint.
0: Yeah. Yep.
2: And, uh, I love that one because he kind of talked about the whole Western hunt, how you got to pack back there. And, um, Thomas and I kind of have the same mentality as him. We're both, we're both cross country runners. will post. Um, we both ran in high school and then I ran some in college and, uh, so we're just going to put those packs on, load up camp, and get deep in the wilderness and hopefully find some nice mule deer bucks. So
1: we've got, cool. yeah, we've
2: got we've got, a really exciting fall ahead of us.
1: Awesome. Well, I'm already excited to look looking for that episode because that's the stuff that's, you know, oh, yeah. growing up a Midwestern guy and, you know, I grew up hunting, uh, you know, the typical Illinois timber. That Western stuff is so foreign and so interesting to me that it's exciting to see mm-hmm. that, especially – guys that are relatable like you guys are out there going backpacking and doing it that's why we love talking to clint so much because he's a dude from ohio that drives way the hell out to montana idaho colorado yeah you know he's Shiro, in new Illinois. mexico yeah sure Shiro- <laughs> yeah you know he's he's out there doing it so he's kind of the voice for the midwestern guy that's like hey listen you can do this stuff it's you just gotta mm-hmm. go but you, know, you did bring mm-hmm. up you know you guys had some successful hunts and unsuccessful hunts but we just watched right before the podcast actually watched the episode when you guys were out uh public land mule deer hunting and
0: yeah. it,
1: that was a, I oh, love that episode because it wasn't all about the kill. It was like, you could tell you guys were out there hustling getting after it and showed you guys cooking at the truck and, and all that. Yep. And I was really into that episode, watch you guys going on those spotting stocks and maybe just, I want you to touch a little bit on what that's like going after uh public land muleys because for me, that's something I want to do next, uh, you know next september i'm wanting to do some public land mule deer hunting whether it's colorado or nebraska or idaho or wherever i can go i'm going somewhere yep. maybe south dakota yep. even um i might go up with my buddy jeremy um but cool. just what's that like and any tips for someone that's going to do it next fall and uh just what do you got
3: and why did you guys make spaghetti without bread sticks
1: i don't, I don't <laughs> get that i
3: hey we do it and chance. That was yeah. a big mistake. We gotta change that for season two. Okay, that's the most <laughs> hey, important. Do thing, us one I mean,
1: favor: make breadsticks with the spaghetti. And just be like, "This is for the boys at working class." to <laughs> <Well, you gotta laughs> learn for you know, your right, yeah. mistakes, you
3: know. <laughs> Dude, go to yeah. Fazoli's and get a bunch of bunch of them. Freeze them, and they'd be like, "Yeah, we're ready to go." Or <laughs> <laughs> yeah. to go to meal deer meal deer hunt.
2: No, <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. so, I mean, the great thing about that meal deer hunt, like anybody anybody with a bow or but can just, like, step on that ground and do exactly what we did. So um, we love that factor of it, but, man, Nebraska, we're lucky. We have some great sandhill-like mule deer public land um, out west. So Nate and I were just like, hey, let's throw a dart at the map and let's go try some of this out. Let's camp out there. So it ended up being, like, a seven-, eight-day hunt. Um, Super wild, tons of land out there, tons of country. Didn't run into too many people. Um, So we weren't quite sure what to expect because that was our, like, first public hunting hunt out there. But, yeah, as the episode shows, we ended up, we had a couple first hard days. Um, We kind of, like, skimmed through them quickly in the episode. But, man, there's a lot of blasting and very few spots. So, um, yeah. that ended up being tough, but on the fourth day, I think it was, we um, were lucky enough just to run into some some bucks. What we were doing is we were checking for does, and then wherever those does were, we'd go slowly into those spots and see if some bucks were bedded nearby.
1: It looked like some um, good bucks, too, you guys got in on. I was, there was at one point one of you guys was up on the hill and the other person was trying to yell yeah. to get the mules to stand. I'm yeah. like, I think there was three bucks better there. Yeah. And I'm watching. I'm like, to be honest,
3: I'd shoot all three of those boys if <laughs> oh, one yeah. would give me a chance <laughs> yeah, for sure. They said it was Nathan, but I believe it was Thomas. I don't know. I don't believe these. Yeah, we,
2: we actually just posted the uh, picture of one of the of the big one on our on our Instagram and Facebook, I think. And uh, it was like this one was huge. Like you, you we were three four hundred yards away, and you could just see that thing. Just sticking out like crazy. His, his antlers was just insane. And, uh, his body, too. I mean, on one of those stocks, Thomas was 10 yards from him. Yeah, that was the top eyes. And I was standing over him that I could, I was just so close to him. Um, he didn't give me a chance. He didn't, he just like turned and split, but.
1: Yeah, they dipped out it was right away. It's crazy
2: to be so close to like such a huge animal like that.
1: Well, what's cool about it is you don't – on those type of hunts, you don't have to have a kill to make an entertaining episode, especially for the Midwestern crowd. They just want to see that type of hunt and what they can learn from an episode like that and and how to go about it because that's an educational thing for me. When I watch that, yeah, I'm entertained by it, but I'm also taking mental notes, and sometimes even I'm writing stuff down like when I do this because it's all bucket list stuff, you know. so it's a goal I'm always chasing – so to watch you guys do it, it's cool because I can see myself chasing after the same goal.
0: Yeah,
2: after, out of all of our hunts, that mule deer hunt was by far the one we learned the most on um, just because it was such a grind and there's such disappointment and success. We was like, you don't understand, it, it's like it is a matter of 10 seconds where you are on high, like cloud nine when that when that buck is just bad at 20 yards from you and then in like just a snap of your finger, it's different. Either you get a shot and you have success or you, you miss or it just doesn't work out and you can't get a shot off. And that, that first stock we had on this big buck, I mean, it would have easily been our biggest buck. And to see like after it wasn't Thomas didn't like he, he shot at like he flung an arrow like 60 yards, but basically he was at 10 yards. Um, he got the buck's attention and that thing just beelined. Like, out of, out of our lives, basically, until a few days later. But, um, he, to see Thomas after that hunt was just pure, like, raw emotion and disappointment. It was, out of our entire lives hunting together, I've never seen Thomas in such a tough spot. I just like, <laughs> you're trying to be positive. You're like, Hey, we're going to get back on these guys. Like, you just have to be positive in those moments because you know, on these hunts, you're going to have those disappointing moments and you're either going to come back from strong or you're just going to give up. And we're like, we we're just trying to stay positive as much as possible, but it was so tough. That that re- the rest of that evening was just oh my gosh, we were just trying to pull ourselves up out of that. I know Tom felt bad about the whole thing, but it just it happened so fast. You just gotta be on your feet and you gotta be ready for whatever happens.
3: Yeah. Man, you <laughs> can't even drink your problems away. You're only twenty years old, man. That sucks.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> just eat a bunch of Pasquetti and get out yeah, of it.
3: Paschetti? Did you just say Paschetti? Oh, yeah, Pasketti.
1: What uh what's your guys' favorite episode on season one?
0: Tom,
2: oh, can you go man. first. Uh, I don't know. Um, I I'd honestly probably say the mule deer. Um, I don't know, like watching it and how it actually went was different. Like the elk, kind of course, was fun to be able to kill an elk, but um, I'd have to say mule deer. I don't know about you, Nate. I I would definitely say the elk was my favorite because I got to kill, um, <laughs> but also sure. because that whole hunt. I mean. Climbing those mountains, it is just a completely different ball game than this Nebraska hunting. And
1: uh, you hear that? I Kurt? mean, we're doing these. I'm taking notes. Yeah,
2: exactly.
1: I gotta get in it, shape. It
2: is, but I mean, you gotta be in shape for that crap. I mean, it is not easy, and you're sweating your butt off every morning. I mean, we, we walk through the dark every morning to get up into the spots where they debut going right off the bat, and it's early season. So we were mainly working the water for those elk, not really doing a ton of calling and stuff. And we had some goals, but it was mainly like, let's find the water. Let's find the areas where they'll feel safe and feed. And Um, to actually have that come together in the fifth night was insane. Um, I, I give Tom credit on it because we, uh, we had hunted so hard and we had only seen like a few groups of elk. And, um, that night I was like, it was, it was like getting. Like it was past the prime time in the evening, it was like, kind of getting darker. I was like, "Hey, you want to head back down?" Like we're a mile and a half, two miles from uh, trailhead, basically. And he was like, "No, let's stick it out. I mean, we've got only like I don't know another 30, 35 minutes." And um, so we were like, "Okay, let's just stick it out." And um, right then, it's, like, "Nate, Nate, Nate!" And across the valley, we just see this this cow elk just coming straight for us, just on a beeline, and. Um, I had done some cow calls before that, so I knew she was like responding to something. And I mean, she was calling the entire way into us. We could just hear her calling. And that, that whole, like calling back to the animal is just insane. Usually you want, in September, you want a huge bull elk. But even this cow, I mean, was the biggest animal I've ever killed. Um so she came in all the way to 24 yards. And, uh, just, just staring right at us, just trying to find that other cow. Just cause they're such social animals. And I was able to, drawback back and getting off a shot on her, and man, did she taste good
1: though? Man, oh, I and that,
2: bet. That's yeah. the best part of it. Oh yeah, that's the best part of
1: it. I've I've heard I've never had I've had I've never had elk that someone had shot like you know real wild elk, and that's I'm sure yeah. you guys heard what on the Clint episode. Me and my dad and our buddy Jeremy from South Dakota are all planning on going elk hunting in Colorado this year, and uh yeah. I'm just today was like the turning point where I just like all of a sudden got the I like I'm super excited about it, but today I got the itch so bad that I can't wait to go. Like I'm like giddy, mm-hmm. just like oh shit, I can't mm-hmm. wait for September. That but I'm so nervous because of the unknown. Um, but right. the meat is one thing I'm looking forward to if we can make something happen. But the unknown has me so nervous, and that's I'm from tonight on I'm gonna binge watch, public land elk hunting. Just to get, yeah. like, my fix. And it's also an educational thing. If you, your brain watches those hunts, you kind of, like,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I don't know. You you know, like, what to look for. Maybe not until you – maybe you won't learn it until you actually go. But I feel like it will help rather than not watching them at all.
2: Okay. Yeah. I mean, that was our first elk hunt. So we were definitely lucky. I mean, I think the success rate in that unit is, like, 15 to 20%. Oh, wow. So we were definitely lucky, especially early season. They weren't running and stuff. That's fairly yeah,
1: high percent, I feel like, for public land. Yeah,
2: yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, just over the counter. So it's like it's one of the better over the counter units, I think. Um, but I mean, for our first year, giving it a go, like we are super pumped to be able to get that. And so I mean, definitely, it's every single morning we learn something. We we have like a little meeting after every hunt. It'd be like, what did we get from this? Like, what are we going to do differently? And so it takes two days to kind of, like, get your feet wet and figure it out. But it's going to be a blast. The great, thing a is, the great thing is that Nate is, like, my, in my opinion, he's a super good diaphragm turkey caller. So, like, I was like, Nate, get this elk diaphragm call down. So he handled that, and I knew I was going to be filming it. So he, he picked up on that elk call, like, immediately, and it was awesome.
1: Dang, I had to get myself one. I got to I got to yeah, start you, practicing. Yeah, you're good at that. I'm good at turkey calling. Well, I feel like with a diaphragm.
0: Yeah, yeah, get yeah, you in yeah. the
3: mud. <laughs> I I can <could laughs> make a
1: rip. <laughs> you to make a rip. <laughs> well, I'll make it happen, hopefully. Confidence, that's what you always tell me, Cameron. Yeah. You got to be confident. Yeah, just do it, man. Just don't even hesitate, just do it. I'm just excited about it. I'm like uh I don't know. I'm talk super Talk about it, pumped. be about it. I know. Yeah. We'll, we'll do a whole podcast with Jeremy before we go about our plans, and we're going to try and podcast from the mountain and do all sorts Jeremy of things. Jeremy from who? Buckstorm.
3: Better give him a nice little plug. Oh, he gets all the plugs he <laughs> yeah. needs. Did you
1: guys see a lot of elk then? <laughs> we didn't get to see the episode. Yeah, it's know. one we haven't watched.
2: Um, we, we, it, was, it was tough going, mainly. Um, we got into a few different groups, and we actually had some, a local guy that had a cabin a few, um, just a few acres down. And he wasn't hunting, but he had hunted uh, when he was a little younger. And he's like, yeah, this is usually a good area and stuff like that. And so kind of went up there out of the blue. And, I mean, we'd heard some bugles, but really, like, before that hunt, we'd maybe seen 10, 15 cows, maybe, no bulls sighted.
1: What time of year were you guys out there?
2: It was uh, late August. I think I shot... Macau on September second or third. So very,
1: fairly early for bugling. Oh
2: yeah, oh yeah.
1: So I'll be out September fifteenth is the first day I have marked in the calendar, but I think I'll be there like the fourteenth.
2: Yep, we're gonna be there at the same time. Nice, nice. Yeah, we we'll bad guys the sure. What's that? See you guys in the woods.
1: <laughs> yeah, <it'll be> <laughs> we'll run into each other by chance. What yeah. the hell?
3: We well, hey. see you guys on the path.
1: That would be funny. We'll be we'll be hiking past you. You guys will be out of breath.
3: Now yeah. <laughs> pull the Clint Casper. Oh, you guys are camping here. I'm camping like six miles away. Yeah, that dude's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> you you want to say yep. something,
1: Doug? Yeah, I got a question. Uh, how do you guys decide who films and who hunts? It's a good one.
2: Good question, Nate. Tom, take it. Okay, I'll take it. Um, pretty much.
0: It's, you fight I for mean, it. I mean,
2: we just like uh, we we set up a ring. We pick a weapon.
0: So
2: it's it's pretty easy. We're 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 best friends too. So it's like, hey, like I was chasing a white tail last fall, and I like I wanted to like focus on him. So I was like, Nate, you can take this elk hunt, but hey, I get mule deer later. So
1: yeah, that makes sense. Pick and choose your we're battles. Kind of, we kind of just give you enough. Yeah, you know what's funny about that? Me and my dad were hunting Rio's in Kansas in the spring, and I shot a Rio turkey, and he didn't. He goes, "You just got to give me first shot on an elk in Colorado." I'm like, "All right, <laughs> damn, the so, so way it's got to happen." There you
3: go. Hey, but you know How what? You? I, I guess you know you think about it. It's your your father is going to get a first shot at an elk potentially now that you shot that Rio you know thomas or nate whichever one you are i don't believe uh (laughs) you 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 think they're just messing with you the whole time i think so dude that's a conspiracy that's the beautiful thing
1: about your show you can be like they can be like well you know one of you guys (laughs) always shoots all the other like well you don't know though because we switch it up like you're like oh yeah
3: (laughs) switch roles but i think that'd be kind of cool you know it's like hey this is my brother my best friend dude take the shot you know what I mean? That's that's yeah. a true. Home both
1: for your show, so it's a it's success no matter who kills but, it. But
3: you know what? Think about this: either Thomas or Nate, whoever wants to take credit, they either of them could. Like, yeah, I'll let my I'll let my brother take that shot. So then all of a sudden he's like, "Oh, you're the hero." Not the yeah. hero for shooting yeah. it, but you're the hero for letting. Yeah, your if you are talk,
1: talking to a girl, you know, take turns saying who shot the booner.
3: Hey, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. See, Tonight last it's you. That was crazy. <laughs> but...
1: Last fall?
2: Yeah, so last fall was crazy because I filmed pretty much the entire season, um, but I killed more than Tom because I went. I was um, shooter first um, for the elk hunt, and I killed him the fifth day. And then we came back, and we did Whitetail for a while. Had no success, and I was filming Tom the entire time. And then... Um, we went into the deer hunt and I filmed Thomas too because I was like, Hey, I killed the elk. I got to keep filming him. Had really close opportunities and Thomas during that hunt was even like, Hey, take your boat. I'll take the camera. I was like, No, you got to get, you got to knock one of these down. Um, didn't happen. And then we came back to whitetail hunt and I kept filming him, And then we went to our buddy out in Carney. He's got some property and Thomas was like, Okay, you can have this hunt. So I was like, Okay, I'll take this hunt and. Second or third day in that hunt, I killed a white tail buck.
0: <laughs>
2: and then we sw- we back and deer hunted the rest of the season, had super close encounters. you have seen the deer season episode. Um and Thomas never got one in the bag. Um so it was like I whenever I had the bow in my hands, I had the success and, and Thomas hunted way more than me, but it just sometimes you get the you get dope, good cards, so
1: just the way it works, man. It's hunting. Yeah. It's yeah. unpredictable um, It's swapped
2: yeah. for turkey season though
1: What's that?
2: Yeah It's it swapped for turkey season I killed on our first evening out And then uh, I'll eight the rest of the season with no success
1: yeah. yeah Are you guys If you would say If someone was like Hey you can bow hunt or gun hunt For the one whole season What one are you picking?
2: Uh, bow hunt hands down We do We're like 95% bow hunt Yeah Yep yeah. We so, just have
1: a pheasant hunt that we shotgun. Well, that's cool too. and you Now that's a good mix in on the season. You know, it keeps everybody interested. Like Cameron in here, our intern, yeah. Tank, Tank Cameron Tank. He's a big bow hunter, but he also, when we were watching you guys' show um before the podcast too, he's like, "Hey, I want to watch that one." You know, that's the one he's into. That he's got yep. the, the hunting dog sport. He's like, "Oh, we need to watch that." So, um, yeah, you gotta. You know that that's the benefit of having that mix, like. We're mostly bow hunting on our podcast. We're not going to have a whole episode about hunting pheasants or anything like that. So we kind of miss that market. Um, but so, yeah, I think that's great. You got to include that stuff. You know, doing what you guys are doing, it's cool to have yeah, a little mix up. You guys
0: are all across the board
1: fishing and you know pheasant hunting and everything.
3: Yeah, hunting, fishing, loving yeah, every yeah. day. Didn't Luke Bryan say that? I think. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I heard of we Luke Bryan's allergic to that. fish. What kind of what kind of country artist is that? <laughs> well, we yeah. might have to we might have to figure that one out.
2: Yeah, we always love pheasant hunting because that's really what uh, started us in like loving our hunting. That's what our dad got us started on. So we always want to do a pheasant hunt each fall.
1: Yeah, definitely. I've never killed a pheasant. Fun fact. I don't either. (laughs) I've I've killed two.
3: Um, with your truck. Yeah, I've killed uh, two. One in Iowa. One in Illinois. Both of the 2004 GMC Envoy. Good for you, man.
1: I'm glad you're here. You smoke them?
3: You
0: smoke
2: them? <laughs> All right, no, boys. Dear, I got guy. a question here.
1: This, I'm, this is a two-part, so answer as you will. You guys can take turns. I want to know who's the better hunter out of the two, Uh-oh. and then who's the better shot with a bow? Ooh.
2: <laughs> that is tricky, man. That's a brutal. I want pure
1: pure Coney, honesty. This the, peop, guns high. the people are going to decide on whether or not to watch your show over these you ones. You and guys really? are in
3: separate rooms, so say whatever. Lock the doors and let's hear it.
2: Yeah,
3: okay. We might have a conversation after this, Tom. But, okay. um, Nasty so Nate. I, I'm gonna go Terrible first. Tom. I'm going
2: to go first, Tom. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> um, hands down, I'm both. Um, there's no doubt no. about it in my mind. Who is this? Is this Tom <laughs> no, or Nate? This
3: no. <laughs> is Nate and talking. Wait, t- no. t- so Tom's, Tom's, the, Tom's the shit, A number one. You're the older one, though, right, Tom? No,
0: Nate is.
3: Oh, uh, Nate's the older one. All right.
1: So, okay, so if I'm throwing yeah. money on one of you guys at a 3D shoot, Tom's going to take. I'm going to win the money if I put my money on Tom.
2: I would. I, I honestly, and I'm Nate speaking, I'd I'd put it on Tom and Sam.
1: Oh, if wow. If you want
2: to go love, out into the woods. What a nice guy. If you want to go out into the woods and kill anything you go out with me. If you want to go out in the woods and have a nice walk, go out with Tom. <laughs> have a
3: nice Damn. walk, Damn. Okay, Damn, man. here it goes. Damn, where do you put your money? I would love if these two just started fighting right in the middle of this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: I love Tom
3: in the woods. Dude, then, and then you yeah. hear, like, uh, you hear uh, you hear, uh, you hear their dad come in, like, Tom, you're always doing this. You always think you're better, and Nate always whooped your ass.
1: <laughs> oh, man, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> yeah,
3: dude, calm down. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs>
1: this took a hard turn. <laughs>
3: Hey dude. Well, well I'll, I'll find out who the who the uh who the better hunter is. Uh do either of you two have girlfriends? Yeah. We both do. You both I do. I have it. a fiance. Uh, is, uh, who has a you know,
2: fiance? I have a fiance. Is Tom. it
3: Tom? <laughs> Nate's the better yeah. hunter. Nate doesn't get locked down to one. <laughs> and Nate knows freedom, when to man. pass. <laughs> yeah.
0: You
2: know, Nate Nate gave me credits for being a maybe a better shot, but when like we're walking into Elkwood at, like, 3.30 in the morning. Nate just, like, has – he knows exactly where he's going, and I'm, like, just following him. I don't know how he knows the same path as yesterday, so I'll have to give him that.
1: F- no. yes. Internal GPS, man. My dad has it. It's, it's Only certain it's people insane. have it.
3: I actually have yeah. it, weirdly enough. that's No, you the one don't have I'm it. No. God bullshit. I'm you don't even Hold on Stop cat. the podcast. Maybe. Stop the podcast. I will go. Fu- one- Shut the fuck up. Because <laughs> Let's this it. is why. I've been in the
1: woods with you, and you turn into a little girl, man. Because I'm nervous, dude. I don't <laughs> yeah. trust you alone.
3: I think you're going to kill me. You, you is what do it not is, have dude. an internal
1: GPS. All if, if I, if on I go planet. one
3: place, I will be able to get don't back to there. It doesn't matter
1: where it is. Steve's talking big right now. i not thinking I'm going to call him out of the podcast. That's the biggest crack of bullshit I've ever heard. Heard. Wherever you we can't go, find your way out of a goddamn plastic bag. <laughs> oh, shut your mouth. I guarantee I will go where the no. breeze is, baby. <laughs>
3: Sorry, boys.
1: I had to call Steve on his bluff. Get he out got- of here,
3: dude. He didn't think I'd do it. I will go one place. You're done. Here. Take me one You're place, and I will be right back there. You're done. Promise. Your couch. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome, Sorry, boys. Yeah. Back to you. Back Welcome to, to you. the podcast. Kurt is my identical twin brother. We're the same in every single way. Take off 60
1: right. pounds and add a bunch of good looks, and that's me.
3: That's <laughs> 60 pounds? Is that how much more I weigh than you, you fat tub of shit?
1: How much do you weigh? You said 256 at the shoot, son. Yeah, put on a little since then. All right. What up? Collusion. What up? I'm over here losing weight. No carbs, son. I'm drinking Crown. Don't no carbs. Carb just sauce. So. I had just... carbs in 2004. <laughs> Dude.
3: All right. I haven't had a carburetor since they stopped making them. In I'm going to ask What's these boys up? a
1: tough, tough question. And it's not really a tough question, but it's a hard one to answer because I've been asked this a lot with our podcast. And now it's easy because we're comfortable and we've done it a while. But what makes you guys different than other shows? And why should people find you guys out on Carbon versus somebody else?
2: That is the golden question these days with so many people wanting to get into filming and stuff. And so I'm going to be a great brother and let Thomas answer it.
3: <laughs> oh, yeah. Nice, Sam, throwing him right under yeah. the bus. Dum, 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 dum. That's his lifeless yeah. body under that electric Damn, bus. son, minus He's the details, yeah. dude, All that's right. what happened.
2: Yeah, so I guess since I've been throwing this question, um, I would say definitely being identical twins is a bit of a niche for us. Um, we definitely want to stress, like on season two, like being in the both being in the shot together, so the audience can see the both of us more often. Um, but then we also just, like, you guys kind of touched on, we definitely try to have the best quality footage you can always, uh, you can possibly get. Um, that's definitely, me and I have been, like, having meetings lately and we're like, hey, like, filming's gotta be number one, hunting has gotta be number two, cause, um, we just, like, wanna have the cleanest show possible, so, we're, like, as far as, like, what really sets us apart, I guess we're tr- still trying to figure that out, but, um, for now, like, just, having that to an aspect is something that really helps us. We're, we're really trying to um, include our audience in what we do. Um, we're showing, like, the successes and also the failures. We want just average Joe who's sitting on the couch watching our carbon episodes to be like, I can get up and I can go do what they're doing as long as I have a boat and I get my license and everything. Because, and, I mean, we own no property. We, uh, we have, like, a few we have one basically private land connection that we can hunt on sometimes. Um, but we do all of our stuff public land. It's all like over the counter, go get your tags. We really want it to be like really um level with people and we're not gonna go and pay for um like big um outfitted hunts and stuff like that. Um uh, we really want to be able to relate relate to people but we uh yeah that's still a work in progress. I mean after our first season, like, we are basically just that that filming the hunt show, and we are really trying to be no, more dynamic this fall.
3: Very cool. You know, I, I, I want to touch yeah. on this, and um, I've already made one wrestling reference this podcast. I'm going to make a second. Dude, you know that when you guys are talking about who's going to be number one, who's going to be number two, I don't think you guys should worry about that so much because if you take pro wrestling tag teams, all right, big pro wrestling fan, and the one thing about tag teams is, You might be able to say, hey, one guy's better at this, one guy's better at that, but throughout the match, you're going to have ups and downs. You're going to have one guy who's great at this, one guy who's great at that. It doesn't really matter so much as long as both of those come to a finish, right? So if there's a number one here, number one there, as long as you guys finish strong, I think if, you know, hey, you're going to be number one on this episode, you're going to be number one on this episode, I think as long as you guys have a very strong finish and a very strong product throughout the whole thing, that number one, number two shit doesn't need to happen. I think you guys... People are yeah. going to watch. Yeah, people are going to watch, and they're going to want to see maybe maybe the guy who's number two, probably Nate or Thomas, whoever you want. But as long as you guys can build yourself back up and make that, I believe that... That is going to be a huge thing for you guys. That's just me as a fan watching. That's what I want to see. I want to see the struggles yeah. and the failures of both of you guys
1: That's as long as point, the shit Steve. ends strong. Because what I was going to add after you got done rambling About, was, you know, yeah. even if you have an unsuccessful hunt, I still think it makes a great episode. Um, it, it, it makes a relatable episode, and it's a learning episode. So I think a lot of people enjoy watching those just as much as the hero kill shot episodes, you know?
2: Yeah. I think that outdoor channel can be so skewed for hunt, like so many hunters. Like you see a kill every single episode that like boat hunting couldn't be like further from that most of the time, you know?
1: Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. yeah. So
2: we, uh, we like to have those episodes and like, I know like Meat Eater does it too. Like they're on a much bigger uh, level than us, but like having like just showing unsuccessful hunts is just as important. We think so. Yeah. yeah it, no, it, it just, is. Go ahead
1: it just it. doesn't make it so stage. I mean, some of the, my favorite hunts I've ever watched on TV, YouTube, whatever. Uh, ooh, you're fine. Good. Okay. Uh, I mean, it, it's unsuccessful. I mean, you learn so much more when uh, you're not successful. If, I mean, if you shoot a deer, you're like, oh, I did everything perfect, right? Yeah. No. I, yeah. Definitely. I mean, yeah. It's uh, the learning process is important to have in film, and you know, we don't have a hunting show, but. I watch enough i hunt enough i know a lot of people that do have hunting shows and those are some of the best episodes like you said meteor does yeah. it and that's yeah. what makes meteor <laughs> different you know it's kind of a documentary style hunt the way steve ranella does it and it's uh it's just interesting man you know when we watch that the mule deer hunting episode you guys we talked about earlier uh, when that when that episode ended i'm like i dig that like i i'm into that episode that is cool because that's reality yeah <laughs>
2: It's tough. It is really tough though, like, to finish one of those hunts, not just like on the on the non success, but it's like you wanna have that kill. And it's something that you focus on the entire hunt. I know like after that shot that Tom miss on at sixty or whatever, I know he was thinking, Oh my gosh, what could this have been? Amazing episode. But you gotta look back and be like, Hey, huge learning curve, people are still gonna appreciate this because this is this is everybody basically. I mean, it's a slim few who can go out if you know a guy that can go out hunting and, and kill something every time, then you know something special. And I don't know any of them. Right. It's uh, something that is big time and it's tough though.
1: No doubt, no doubt. And the cool thing too, man, when you watch your show, I like to, I think about the whole time is like you guys are, st- you guys are young. You know, I mean, you guys aren't that much younger than us, but you're a decade younger than we are. You know, you're the the next. I guess I it's. It's weird to say next generation, but it's not really that big of a gap. But, like, you guys are just behind us in hunting, and you guys are still in school doing this. So it's refreshing to see that because you guys are still learning. You know, I'm almost 30, so I'm not that much older than you. But the things I know now versus when I was 20, 21 killing bucks, like, I would say now that I was an idiot then, I still was able to kill deer, and I hustled and got after it, and that's what counts. Um, But it's cool to see you guys get after it the way you do. And it's, like, it's even more impressive having that mindset when you watch that you're young, you're still in school, you're juggling life, you're figuring shit out, and it's just – it makes it better to watch having that mindset the whole time, too. And I mean that in a compliment. I don't mean that as in, like, a takeaway.
2: No, yeah, thank you. We really appreciate that, and it's definitely something that we have learned to work with and pride ourselves on. It's that grind, and it motivates us. I mean, honestly – most people are like, how did you do it this last spring with editing and all these things going around the business, doing 18 credit hours at a tough university. And honestly, I look forward to going back and editing for five hours straight and making my eyes bleed after class (laughs) because I can go and like go into those hunts a little bit, you know, it's like a little flashback and stuff. So it's like, it is work. It takes a lot of time, but it's so rewarding when you finish that episode and you can look back on this stuff and, you, you're now we're able to share with others, so it is definitely a ton of motivation pushing us through
1: that. Yeah, I, uh, I would say I like it because, like that mule deer hunt, for example, like I haven't mule deer hunt before, and it's like you're almost learning with you as you guys are learning too. You know, it's just something different. Yeah, definitely.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: I mean, and neither mm-hmm. neither you uh, you two young men are taking any business classes or anything because I I think you guys. Have figured out a um, a great way to push yourselves and a good dynamic, and get a good dynamic and market yourselves. You're born with that um, dynamic, if you will. <laughs> born yeah. with that dynamic, yeah. if you will.
1: Well, they were. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, it's Thomas. You want to take this guy? You want to take this one? Me. We haven't taken yeah. many business classes at all. Um, just a couple. We took one in, like, I guess our. A huge business class that helped us at, um, our university, uh, Nebraska Wesleyan here in Lincoln was, um, an entrepreneurship class. Nate and I were the only freshman with a bunch of seniors in it. Um, but nice. we were a legend because we had a business. So that was super helpful. We ended up doing really well in this pitch contest, which when we, when we tell people that they're like cards, like, like you like, uh, the card game plan, are like, no, like, like shark thing kind of deal. <laughs> so we did we did well with that and they sent us to Estonia, uh, the country, um, for three weeks and we really had time to focus on identical draw and we focused on business plan, values, I mean all sorts of important things. And We also were able to work with some entrepreneurs. A couple tough things were um, you know, Europeans they don't really like us hunters, so
3: yeah, yeah well, like Europeans hate right. freedom, so you know, piss up a rope with that. Yeah. That's is now. This is that uh, uh, N N G A L. Is that what that is? Yeah, yeah Ngal. Yeah, I I, I, I want to touch on that because that's kind of a well, huge I thing.
1: Let them continue with. That. Oh, I'm
3: sorry. Yeah, well, touch on that when you get done.
1: Europeans hate hunters.
3: <laughs> yeah, so that, oh, you so want to so touch on Europe, this.
2: <laughs> that European trip was uh, Ngal, so N G A L. So we um. We were in Estonia for two weeks, and then South Carolina was where, like, the final pitch was. But Estonia, we met with so many entrepreneurs, and we had a couple, like, so you guys hunt. When you shoot the animal, like, do you hurt it? Do you it?
3: Jesus. Like, um, yeah, till it dies. Like, What's up? Yeah.
2: Yeah, we, we try to kill it as quickly as possible. So we, like, quickly realized, like, hey, this isn't our tar- target audience. We can't take anything personally, so... From then on, we were just like, "Hey, let's just focus on what we can be done with business." So we had a couple of weeks to really focus on it. Nate, you want to touch on some more of that? Yeah, it really it helped us a ton to deal with criticism because we had a little bit here in the US, but over there it was like every day. These people not even wanted to talk about hunting; just like they wouldn't even mention the word. And we showed them one of our little like intro trailers from that spring. And they were basically like, this sucked, I didn't like this at all. And it was like, it was like this night, like super well put, put together, it's on Facebook somewhere, this video of like, our spring hunts, and all this stuff, and we just had to sit back and be like, okay, these are the people that are gonna be watching our stuff, so that's, that's fine, we can get whatever we want from them. But it's honestly, it's hard to hear that stuff, but we, we just had to sit back and be like, okay, like, these, these are people that are gonna be watching our stuff, we know, like, what we're rooted in and what we're trying to get done with this business. So I think the toughest thing was just kind of getting through that criticism and learning how to take it appropriately and how to, like, kind of transform it to become a strength um, to be able to help us make adjustments where we needed to. Mm-hmm. And honestly, the best thing from that trip was we had two four weeks to just dive into ID, figure out business stuff, figure out future, let's set some goals, things like that.
1: Man, that's awesome! What a mindset! Because you got to have a strong mindset when you got a bunch of freaking Pierce Morgans over there telling you yeah. not to hunt. <laughs> hey, uh, you yeah.
3: know, and, and that's that's one of the. I'm glad you guys had that experience. I mean, it sucked, but I'm glad you guys had it. Um What I would have done is I would have taken a bunch of tea bags and dumped them in a harbor and like this is what we do. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. But I, I think the greatest thing you guys took away, and obviously it didn't hinder you from what you guys are doing. Um you guys got this criticism. We're like, dude, this isn't our audience. We're not going to stop what we doing, be what we're doing, what we doing. <laughs> we're not going to stop what we're doing because a bunch of, uh, Europeans wearing some goofy ass scarves, uh, you know, told us that they're drink some know. tea. I can't even understand what you're saying, you know, uh, because they told us it's like, you know, you guys know we, we're not going to reach a massive audience and we're not going to be on prime time on, uh, various networks. But you guys want to stay true to what you do and what you love, and you want to make the best out of it. That's the shit, and you guys are still grinding out there. I applaud you for that. That's all I wanted to say. So I, I don't really have a yeah, have, yeah, have a you. question with that. I just – I'm I'm glad you guys <laughs> – Just an applause. Just an applause. Right, thank you, thank you hold on. Here, I'm man. sorry. Let me <laughs> – Let me go. give you guys an applause because you guys went <laughs> oh, thanks. into the heart of uh, – Non freedom of speech area, bro. You're rambling. We we tip the cap to you. We tip the cap. That's all I got to say. I I I should have just. What what I want to
1: do now, boys, uh, I want to something that we haven't covered that you feel like you guys need to cover. I want to hear that, or your favorite hunting story is something I want to close on, or both. Hmm. We can do both. Well, I
2: mean, I guess something that came out of the Estonia trip um, was a connection with uh, Latondra's Media Collective. Um, and so we had actually met Jake Latondres, the owner of that, um, when we were like 10, like eight or 10, uh, when he was at a, he was working like a little bait shop at Lake McConaughey.
3: Last year. Yeah. We know. Let him go. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Just a year ago. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So, um, we, we like had some phone conversations with him and then like before, you know, it, he needed some freelancing done. So I did a, a doll sheep hunt for him um in yukon canada in august before like our elk hunt and stuff so that was a really cool experience for me um so that was something cool that kind of came out of this sonia trip too
1: very cool man that would well, be an awesome, awesome experience yeah, we, no that's cool
2: one of the things that's helped that has helped us the most is this networking we've got we've got uh we went to the times media collective and jake helped at the time and then we got in and had some help from the Harlan guys. Um, Sean Muckdell, uh, the co-owner of that has been super good to dude, answer questions with uh, us. He's and, been on our podcast. Um, yes, yeah, super quality guy. Yeah. And, uh, he's just, he's been super helpful. Um, just hoping for a quick text like, Hey, what about this? What, what do you guys do? And helping us kind of understand the whole outdoor market. Um, and then we've had some guys from Cabela's, um, our great buddy Adam Bender and a few others that have just helped us answer these questions. And I love it because most industries, they just they see competition and they don't want to help these newcomers. Mm-hmm. But we've had these guys from these really big um, industries and these shows that are making it. I mean, Harlem Hunter, that's that's at the top of the Outdoor Channel. And for for Sean, those guys to be open to help us is just we are super grateful. I mean, that's been the biggest thing for us that we have we have parents that that love us and want us to succeed, and we have these business people that have been down our road and want to help these new guys who have a lot of questions and, and are just trying to make it, trying to go away. Um, so that, I mean, that's been the biggest thing for us, just like, man, have we been we've been helped by so many individuals? We, a lot of people see this business and they see Tom tonight, but there's a huge army behind us that doesn't get recognized.
3: For sure, man, that is cool. Same I, thing we have and with T-Bone. He was one of the first guys that really helped us out and pushed us to where we are now. We're so thankful yeah. that he was there, and – because he opened that door, he opened that door to a room full of wonderful, awesome human beings that we've got to meet. I'm not going to sit here and name names, but, I mean, you guys are sitting in the same boat. It's a really mm-hmm. nice feeling when you can do something that you really love and you get to meet some of the best people that you've ever met in your life doing what you do and doing what you love, I, I should say. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah.
2: Nate, you want to start with the. Uh- Story. The yeah, I man, that is an impossible question, but I will give them my best. Um, I mean, of course, there's like a few of them that just stick out in my mind. Yeah, you rotate favorites I in your
1: mind. I, I get what that is. or there's some yeah, you like equally, yeah. or you feel bad saying you like one more than the other? Like, I get that, yeah. but well, I should have worded it: the one that's standing out in your mind at this moment,
3: the first one. Yeah. So. The one. It's really
2: hard to beat that Colorado Elkin. It really is. I mean, the whole journey rush of killing the biggest animal of my life, like cleaning it in the field and packing it out just like with as heavy bags as you can get in the dark with some phone battery left. Um, that, that, like, that's really hard to beat. But if I go to one hunt in my life where it's like, this was a, this was a huge hunt for me. This is kind of like what fueled my passion for what I do. It was a seventh grade turkey hunt. And I was, I was a little bit of a crazy kid. I, like I said earlier, I would watch me and Tom's would both watch pretty much hunting turkey hunting like videos from January until turkey season. And then we'd start up, um, the next year and we would just, we'd be calling throughout the house. and my mom loved it. I know. And, uh, <laughs> I would, I taught myself how to do the diaphragm call, um, that whole winter of my seventh grade year, I think. And, uh, So I was like super pumped to be able to get in the turkey woods. And it was one of those things, it was a super big learning curve, but I got to be able to see myself like come into that and be able to figure it out. This like diaphragm call was like super, like I would never be able to do that kind of thing. I figured it out. And so I went in and did a turkey hunt that spring after learning this call. And yeah, like one of our first hunts in April, I was hunting by myself in seventh grade and I was using this diaphragm call and I was getting the turkeys all wound up and i called this big strutter in to like thirty yards and and shot it with my shotgun and it was the first hunt that I'd ever been like really by myself in the wilderness and been calling by myself using something that I had learned and I remember I remember going up to that bird and just like being in tears, just so excited because I'd never like had that huge general rush of I called this huge strutter out of the woods, away from hens, like right up to me. And um just by my mouth call and I remember being on cloud nine, so excited. I did this. I learned this. and like, that's the hunt when I look back at. And like, this is definitely what motivated me. And like, I had these, like this crazy drive as a seventh grader to learn this and do this hunt. And that, I mean, it's not the most crazy at all. Like everybody can go out and kill a turkey if you want. But I just remember that as being like a big, like, like coming of age moment almost for me and like, in my hunting life.
1: That's very cool, man. No, I get that, dude. Yeah. I just had my most memorable turkey hunt this last spring. <laughs> I was there. Was it, yeah. Doug, Doug was there. Doug filmed it. Now I get it, man. It don't matter what the animal is. You know, a yeah. hunt can be super special and just have that personal just meaning, deep meaning to it. It can be It can be a squirrel hunt, you know. It, it just it depends yeah. on your individual experience and what that means to you. That's the beautiful thing about hunting and, and sharing hunting stories, too, you know. Like, you know, certain things mean different things and that's why your hunting buddies like you know you, you grew up with your brother obviously but that's why your hunting buddies are some of your best friends it's different you right. share different passions and and just you you build a deeper bond and friendship with someone you hunt with because you guys are sharing experiences that yeah, you don't share shorts. with anyone else mm-hmm. because yeah you might have one buddy you only go have a drink with at a bar or you go hang out with at a party or you go i don't know whatever but if you hunt with someone it's just a deeper bond that you build, and that's the beautiful thing about the outdoors and this industry and, and what we do. So, I don't know. Basically, it just it's, it's great that we have guys like you on the on the show we've never met before, but we can talk for this long and have genuine conversation. It's a beautiful thing.
2: Yes. Right. It is. For
1: sure. Well, we appreciate but you, boys. Where, where can people find you? Uh,
2: well... So- we really focus on um Instagram and Facebook at at Identical Draws our uh, username so also of course on Carbon TV they can go on to Carbon TV either the app or um online and just search Identical Draw and they can watch our first season there
1: very cool man well we appreciate the heck out of you anything you guys want to add before we close this out
2: uh <laughs> I can't think of anything but we just we really appreciate you guys having us on. Um we love talking hunting, especially with quality guys like you. Um so
3: they're we'll be touch, you and you, Kurt, fall. not me.
2: <laughs> yeah, all, all, all of you guys. Yeah. <laughs> we we'll definitely looking forward to hearing you guys' success this fall and being in
3: touch.
1: Appreciate that, man. Again, yeah, maybe may we'll may cross may paths if now. you guys are going to be at ATA or any trade shows around the Midwest. We'll uh, we'll probably meet up yep. there, and we'll have to do another one, man. Part part two, at least when you guys the season two comes out, and we can get for another sure, one rocking sure. for sure. Um, yeah, we but stick around Mitch, on the we'll
2: phone. We'll a lot of those trade shows. So, but thank you guys for having us
1: on. Of course, man. Yeah, stick around on the phone, Doug. You got anything to add? Nah, just keep grinding. You guys are doing great. Intern tank. <laughs> Good hunt. Yeah. Just keep it up, man.
3: Steve I know you cool. got something to add I do uh, Thomas and Nathan Nathan's famous hot dogs Keep yes. doing what you guys are doing I appreciate the hell out of it As a fan Dude I love what you guys are doing Keep at it man That's all I got to add, add sure.
1: Alright guys we appreciate the heck out of you You got nothing to add I am right now To everyone yeah, listening yeah. Stay in there keep grinding out Uh, Shoot your bow We got a lot of things Coming this summer We got a lot of episodes Going on what Steve
3: Speaking of shooting bows Kurt you should have added this We got a bow giveaway Coming up
1: Yeah we have a bow giveaway Don't forget to plug that Get on our Facebook And Instagram Uh, We're giving away An Elite E32 Courtesy of the Whitetail Experience And the Bone Shed Uh, Get on our Facebook, get on the Whitetail Experience Facebook, and you can enter there. It's easy. You just got to follow the rules. Other than that, shoot your bow. It's time to get ready. If you're making changes, you're making them now. your trail cameras out. Fall is only a few months away, boys and girls. It's time to get after it. You know what to do. Go shoot your bow. We love you.